0: oh my god hello people welcome to with a side of crime i am your host caitlin darby humble gracious dogs making noise there's never a moment of peace as per usual i just finished fucking up a reese's peanut butter egg that my mom brought me from the dollar store god bless This is why I'm a fat fuck now. Anyways, I don't have any updates, any announcements, no anything. So I am going to just dive right into what we're making this week. Some of you might be disappointed in it. Some of you might be disappointed in it. And that's, it's tough. It's tough. Sorry about it. But I've been really kind of like on like a veggie health kick I don't know if I said that already. Did I make this already? Thinking real hard about it. Anyways, whatever. So what you want to do first is get you a wrap, any kind of wrap, the wrap of your choice, the wrap of your desire. Get you a wrap, white, wheat, spinach, spicy red pepper. Jalapeno cheddar doesn't matter to me. You do whatever you want. Get you a wrap. I get the regular white wraps because I live with particular douches. Particularly my sister. So, um, yeah, just to get you a wrap. You can heat it up on a skillet or whatever if you want. Maybe put you some cheese on there to give it a little yeah. So what I like to do is... Cut up half of a sweet potato and and to dice it up. Um, ma'am, what are you over there breathing all hard for? Like you had a long, hard day. I can't believe the disrespect in this house. Dice up your sweet potato. Well, obviously you need to cut the skin off first. Like you need to peel it. Get you like a potato peeler. If you don't have a potato peeler, that's tough. I guess you got to peel it with a knife. Um, peel the skin off, dice it up, but only half. Well, I only do half. You use the whole one if you want to, but all that's not going to fit in the wrap. I put a little bit of olive oil on there, put them in like a bowl together and shake it up so they're all nice and oiled up. So whenever it inevitably goes into the air fryer, it doesn't get all dry and ill. So, you're going to preheat your air fryer. I put mine on like 380 for 5 minutes. Let it heat up. Then I line it with aluminum foil. Because who wants to wash the air fryer every time we use it? We use ours like twice a day. And it's a pain in the ass. truly is. So, I throw my well-oiled sweet potatoes into the air fryer on 380 for about 20 minutes. They might get a little dark um but as long as they don't turn black then they're they're fine you're gonna let that cook what you're gonna do next get you a mix of greens i do spinach and i think it's like swish chard you can do iceberg lettuce yeah i wouldn't recommend iceberg lettuce it's just crunchy water it doesn't really taste like anything so like spinach or swiss chard or arugula or whatever the green of your choosing gonna slap that on your wrap then you're gonna get a cucumber cut it up into like match stick pieces um if you leave it round it'll be a little more difficult to eat So I find if you put it in matchstick pieces that it just makes your life easier. So why wouldn't you want your life to be easier? And then I put that on my wrap too. And I wait for my sweet potatoes and I just plot and think of how delicious this is going to be while they're cooking in the air fryer. Once those are done, boom, right out of the air fryer, right onto the wrap and roll it up. Pan it together with a toothpick. And what really makes it like mm, scrumptious delicious to me is you put Chick fil A sauce on the side because you know they sell it in grocery stores now. And you're probably like, ew, what the fuck? Ew, gross. Don't knock it till you try it. Okay, babe? Don't knock it till you try it. Dip that in that Chick fil A sauce. Oh my God. Mm. Chef's kiss. Fucking delicious. So get your little rap together, and then we can sit down and discuss our episode. Um, Remember that all the dishes that we discuss on this show pair best with a side of crime, bitch. Mm, Let's get into it. Okay, the case we're going to talk about this week has kind of resurfaced in popularity lately because of the Netflix documentary. The Netflix documentary. And even though the documentary focuses on the hotel, this was a really um, recent event that happened there that really garnered a lot of media attention. So we're going to get into it. The mysterious case of Elisa Lamb. So, Elisa Lamb was just your regular, deglish, regular 21 year old who decided she wanted to see the world. Um, she lived in Vancouver. She was like, you know what? I. I want to get out. I want to see things. I want to experience life. I want to travel. So she decides to go to L.A. by herself. And she checks into the Cecil Hotel on January 26, 2013. Okay. So Elisa was last seen on January thirty first, 2013, which is only a couple of days later. So she was only seen a few days Um after she got there was the last time she was seen now her parents reported her missing in early february they're like we haven't heard from our daughter she hasn't called we haven't been in contact with her and this is sus so they file their police report and people begin looking and the hotel manager um you know says that oh alisa was acting strangely but we just moved her into another room because it was a hostel style hotel um the part that she was staying in so she had two other roommates and they were like hey this girl's acting really weird she's being very strange um this was reported she was being very strange in the lobby and things like that so she got placed in her own room so after her parents reported her missing they searched for a week Um, All their leads kept coming up empty. The LAPD released the last known footage of Elisa, which is the wildly popular video of her in the elevator. And people have speculated about this and there's theories as to why. Like, oh, it was some game where you visit another dimension or, oh, she was talking to somebody. Oh, she's having hallucinations and delusions. And of course, we don't know what really happened um elisa was in the hotel elevator acting strangely elisa stepped into the elevator and pushed buttons for all of the floors so basically you know when kids just go in and just swipe every single button is what she did she kept walking in and out of the elevator and poked her head in and out and then she peeked out of the elevator a few more times and then walked out of it um one thing about this that people were really like oh what the fuck The elevator door stays open for an unusually long amount of time for an elevator door to stay open for. And there was a lot of speculation that somebody was out there pressing the button so the door wouldn't close. Like somebody was holding the elevator so she couldn't get away from them. Um, That theory was cleared up. There was a particular button that she pressed in the elevator that held the door open for two minutes. So they crossed that theory off the list. The last few minutes of the video show Elisa standing by the elevator door making strange hand gestures as if she were talking to someone. But no one was caught on tape. Um, Even though in the video, you know, the Internet sleuths saw what looked like somebody else's foot in the video so they were like somebody else has to be there somebody else knows what happened which maybe somebody else does know and maybe somebody else was there but we don't have any evidence of that um so they see what looks like a foot it's not elisa's foot because she didn't have on those type of shoes it's in the wrong direction there's a lot of reasons why it couldn't be her foot um so yeah, some people think that her actions can be explained away by psychedelic drug use, which is possible. Um, some people think that she was hiding from someone. And there's even a theory out there that her pressing the buttons was a result of a Korean elevator game. And which you press buttons in order to reach another dimension. Um, some say that the most likely explanation is that Elisa had bipolar disorder, which she did. She had a blog on tumblr which is still active if you want to go check that out i can post it on instagram um at with the side of crime on instagram Uh, according to her autopsy alisa had taken her prescribed stimulants but not her mood stabilizers so this could have led to a manic episode which if not tended to can cause some people who suffer with bipolar disorder to have hallucinations or even suffer from psychosis So if she was having hallucinations, Elisa could have been under the impression that someone was following her and tried to hide. What they also found in her autopsy results is that she was undertaking her prescription pills. She wasn't taking the correct dosage, so that also could have altered um, the reality that she was experiencing. So after Elisa's disappearance, um, with no sign of her, no evidence, the LAPD and the hotel staff have searched everywhere. She's nowhere to be found in the hotel grounds, as far as it can tell. Okay, so later on, um, hotel guests start to complain that the water smelled and tasted strange two weeks after the footage of Elisa in the elevator was released. So this should be about three weeks total because they waited a week to release the footage and this is two weeks after. Hotel workers went to investigate their water tanks and upon conducting their search, uh, one of the workers did find the body of Elisa Lam floating in one of the hotel water tanks. Now, a um, a big issue that a lot of people had with this is that the LAPD... When they went back, whenever her body was found, and they went up to the, uh, the roof of the Cecil Hotel to look at the water tanks, there was a miscommunication that the latch that could open and close to give people access to the water tank was closed. When in reality, the worker who found Elisa said that he found it open. Um, Elisa was naked. The clothes that she was last seen in, her watch, and her room key were floating next to her in the tank, but her phone was never found. The water tank had to be drained completely and cut open in order to retrieve Elise's body. Of course, she was bloated and she was in a state of severe decomposition. Uh, Many people weren't happy with the coroner's report of death by drowning as the water tanks are very hard to access. They're located on the roof of the hotel, and only the staff have keys to open the doors to the roof. The only way Elisa could have made it up there on her own without having access or without anyone coercing her up there is if she climbed out the window, climbed the ladders up to the stairs. Um, They have a ladder on the side of the building, like from the last floor up to the roof of the hotel. They have a ladder, but it's just open there's nothing covering it's just exposed so then there's also the potential that you know you climb up there you fall and die so that's the only other way she could have gotten up there um she could have used the fire escape as well but the alarms that go off when the escape is triggered they never went off the openings to the water tank are 10 feet from the ground and require a ladder to reach but there was no ladder around whenever Elisa was found The lid to the tank also did not have a hinge, which left many people wondering how the lid was closed if she climbed into the tank on her own, which, like I said, the hotel worker who found her cleared that up by saying that the lid was off of the tank. Whenever he looked in, he saw the lid open. He was like, that's suspicious. He went, he looked in, and that's how he found Elisa's body. Now, before Elisa came along and... This very strange case hit the Cecil Hotel. They already had a reputation before she disappeared. Now, the Night Stalker, also known as Richard Ramirez, lived there when he killed 13 people in the 80s. Um, I think there was a story even that he walked into the lobby one time. His face was bloody and he was shirtless. His clothes were bloody and nobody batted an eye because that's the kind of thing that you saw in the Cecil Hotel on the regular. A number of suicides also happened there, including once when a hotel guest jumped off of a balcony and landed on a pedestrian, killing both of them. And also, AHS Hotel, the season with Lady Gaga, is also loosely based off of this hotel. Now, there are theories surrounding Elise's mysterious death, such as the timestamp in the elevator video being cut out for a minute. Um, and Elise's mouth being pixelated to where you can't see what she's saying. A lot of people have speculated, um, that it is a cover-up by the hotel and the LAPD. If you have watched or if you will watch the Netflix documentary, um, the manager is very sus. She's very suspicious and she's honestly someone who I wouldn't put it past Because even though this whole documentary came out and things were answered, there's still a lot of unanswered questions surrounding this case. Strangely enough, there is a tuberculosis drug being tested in a facility near the hotel, and the name of the drug was Lamb Elisa. One person did see Elisa before she went missing, and it was the owner of a bookshop eerily named The Last Bookstore. Katie Orphan saw Elisa buying books and music for her family in Vancouver. Katie said that it seemed as though Elisa had full intentions of returning home and giving her family their gifts. When the results of Elisa's autopsy came back, it only led to more theories. The toxicology report confirmed that Elisa had ingested a number of medical drugs, most likely medication for her bipolar disorder, and there was no trace of alcohol or other recreational drugs in her body. A Reddit detective posted a summary of Elisa's toxicology report, and there are three things that he pointed out. Elisa had taken at least one antidepressant that day. Elisa had taken her second mood stabilizer recently, but not that day, supporting the fact that she was um, undertaking her prescriptions. And three, Elisa had not taken her antipsychotic recently. Some drew the conclusion that she had not been taking her medication properly, which was confirmed. The use of antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder can cause manic side effects. The hotel manager said that Elisa was originally assigned to a hostel-style room, but her roommates complained about her behavior, causing her to be placed in her own private room. There was no evidence of foul play in her autopsy, but then again, Elisa was very badly decomposed. Um, A full autopsy was unable to be done due to this. Um, Her blood couldn't be examined. Elisa's parents filed a wrongful death suit against the hotel months after her death was discovered. The Lamb said that the hotel had a duty to seek out and inspect hazards that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to hotel guests. Of course, the the hotel fought back, filing for a motion to dismiss the suit. The hotel lawyer said that the hotel had no reason to think that someone would be able to get into their water tanks, which if they can only be accessed with um, a key card by someone who works there or through the fire escapes. I mean, I'm sure they never did think there was a reason that someone would have access to their water tanks. The statements from the hotel maintenance staff supported their argument. Santiago Lopez, who found Elise's body, said how much effort he had to put forward just to find her. He said he took the elevator to the 15th floor before walking up the staircase to the roof. Then he had to turn off the rooftop alarm and climb up onto the platform where the hotel's water tanks were. Finally, he climbed onto another ladder to get to the top of the main water tank. He saw the main hatch of the water tank was open and looked inside. And then he saw the body of a young woman laying face up in the water 12 inches from the top of the tank. He said that it would be difficult for her to get there on her own without someone noticing. The chief engineer at the hotel made it clear that it would be difficult for anyone to make it to the roof of the hotel without triggering the alarm. And if the alarm went off, the sound reached the front desk and the first two floors of the hotel. Um, The lawsuit was dismissed, and Elisa's death was ruled as an unforeseeable act because it happened in a place that guests were not allowed. So, the Cecil Hotel does have a sordid and mysterious past, and since 1927, The Cecil Hotel had 16 different non natural deaths and paranormal events. The most famous case, aside from Elisa's, is Elizabeth Short, otherwise known as the Black Dahlia, who was seen drinking in the hotel bar a few days before she met her in. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's a cover up by the hospital? The hospital. Do you think it's a cover up by the hotel and the LAPD? Do you think she was killed? Do you think her hallucinations and manic behavior and bipolar disorder caused her to kill herself accidentally? Let me know what you think in the comments. Um, thank you for listening. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've, you've listened before, thanks for coming back. Feel free to leave me a like, comment, review, subscribe. Hit me up on Instagram at With the Side of Crime. Um, yeah, well, let me know what you think. Um, and again, thank you so much for listening. That was the case of Elisa Lamb.